Hang on, I have a question. Why did you turn on my door light when you went to pee? It was too dark. But you turned on the light down the hallway. I just need to see that there was more house over there. (laughs) (laughs) You don't leave that light open? No. We've been robbed before, so... (gasps) I always leave the front door light on just so people Even know that night? we're home. Yeah. Interesting. Enter just get those fake ADT posters and put it in front of your house like my mom. The contents of the notebook are for entertainment only. It is not meant to offend or hurt anyone. This podcast contains adult themes, sexual content, strong language, and is only intended for an audience who's ready for the shit! Okay there. Story time! Hello and welcome back to the Notebook Podcast. I'm Amy. And I'm Nana and this is our 31st episode. What's up? (laughs) How have we done this 30 times and we're still so so awkward? Um, nothing much. I'm just, uh, getting into my role now, my new role, mm-hmm. um, and traveling a whole lot. So last week I was in Manitoba, Kingston, Jesus. just flying all over the place. It's pretty fun though. You've only been at this job for like less than a month and you've flew- flown so many times. I know. That's cool. It's kind of cool actually. It is cool. I, I miss- really like it. Yeah. I miss traveling yeah. for work. It was fun. It was fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just crazy because it's such big opportunities and yeah. I'm like, I just started three weeks ago. <laughs> but they don't have to know that. No, they don't. No. I try not to mention that because yeah. I'm pretty deep into the company already. Like yeah. Andrew, my boss, has done a really good job introducing mm-hmm. me to people. So I'm like in. Yeah. And I'm pretty much the face already. He's like just dumped everything on me, which is great because I love – that's the way that I learn is just like being in the action. Yeah, so, yeah for sure. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Very Anyways, cool. what's new with you? um what's new with me so i'm probably currently still in asia wait am i back now (laughs) oh yes yes you're back back. you're back but you're sleeping yes yes but i haven't gone yet whoa we're living in different (gasps) universes like yes (laughs) (laughs) anyway so by now when this episode comes out i am probably suffering from jet lag yeah but um right now i'm still in Canada and uh, I was talking to Liman the other day about our last stop on our trip which is in China and this is the first time that he's meeting my entire family wow <sighs> that's crazy like your whole Chinese family? whole Chinese family so wow. for background I'm from a northern part of China and Liman's family originally is from Hong Kong but he was born and raised in Canada so he barely speaks Mandarin let alone northern Mandarin and like the, the dialect the you, dialect yeah. is a little bit different and we speak very 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 fast <laughs> yes and there's a lot of slangs that we use that it's different from proper mandarin uh, we speak proper mandarin but together at home we don't speak proper mandarin right. anyway so for Lehman to meet my entire family who are all like heavy drinkers and heavy partiers and we talk very, very loudly over and each fast. other. Yes, and fast <laughs> over each other. It's going to be very confusing for him. It's, Lehman's like pretty quiet. He's a very so, reserved yeah. dude. <laughs> so he's going to go into my big northern family and I have a very big family. My dad has seven sisters oh. and they're all identical to each other. Like they're not actually identical, but they look identical. And I also find that, like, Chinese people, they yell yes. when they're trying to be nice. Yes. So it's like, eat! Jesus. Sit down! And you're like, <laughs> oh, my God. But, like, if you didn't know what they were saying, you'd be like, why is he yelling at me? Is he angry? I know what like, you're saying. I'm still scared of you, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's, like, pretty scary. Yeah. I feel for him, man. Yeah. It's going to be very interesting. Like, even if you speak Mandarin and you yeah. understand what they're saying, but you're not from this culture. You're still going to be like culture shock. Right. Yeah. So it's going to be very interesting for oh, him. Oh, but that's exciting that he's going to meet your whole family. And- yeah. There's going to be a lot of questions. Right. You, when are the grandchildren t- coming? Yeah. <laughs> did you tell them that, like, do they know that you guys live together? Um, Not everyone, but oh, okay. some, like the aunts and uncles that I'm close with, they know. 
my uncle, my mom's younger brother, actually came to visit a oh, couple right. months ago. Right, yeah. And he came to the house, and he was very nice about housewoming gift and everything. So they're very supportive. Good. Yeah. Most Chinese families won't be as supportive. No, they'd be like, what the yeah. Why before in, marriage? Yeah. yeah. In Chinese culture, is more like if you want to live together, that's fine. Get married. Yeah. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> yeah. So um, I think my grandma knows about this. I don't know if my grandpa knows. So we'll take it one step at a time. It's exciting. Yeah. It's very exciting. I'm Big happy. Big step for you guys. I'm happy for him to meet my family, my crazy, loud, obnoxious family that I love and adore so much. So, well, we'll let you guys know when this happens and how it goes. Yeah. Yeah. Keep you posted. Yes. What do you have for us today, Amy? Um, I have three horror stories. Dun, dun, dun. Yep. How about you? I have two horror stories and a good story. I'm excited about every single one of Yay. them. So let's get started. Excited. Okay. So I'm going to start with the first story and it's shared by someone named Project Jack. Cool. So, so his name Jack. is Jack. Yeah. <laughs> so Jack goes, this is so funny. As I was brushing my teeth while my girlfriend was in the shower, I had this genius idea for a little old after shower making an effort surprise. Mm-hmm. So I'm running around the bedroom trying to clean up the best I can, hoping that the sound of the shower, hell, I can't hear anything in the shower, right. will drain out the sound of um, the vacuuming. Mm-hmm. I try to also muffle the sound of the vacuum by putting on some mood music while I clean and set up candles. I figured also that when I picked up my trousers off the floor, I should put them back on despite already been ready for bed. Because mm-hmm. his girlfriend had mentioned before that she found it sexy when he's all dressed up for interviews and stuff. Mm. So he quickly threw on his trousers with a half-buttoned shirt and a jacket. Mind you, by this point, I think I'm pretty much done like cleaning up and surprising her. And she's taking the longest shower <laughs> of all time. And so he's thinking, like, what do girls do in the shower? Like, is there lots of hair to wash? But, like, what else does she have to do in the shower? Don't go in there. Yeah. (laughs) Anyways, he said, "Um, I swear, it's like she knew I was going to ruin the night the moment she walked out of the shower and decided to remain until the water got cold just to be away from my well-intentioned hijinks. Mm. So after spending way more time thinking about my move than I should have, I figure what I'll do is walk over to her with some strong as fuck posture, throw her towel to the ground, then carry her off to the bed still soaking wet to make some weird fucking snow angel with her wet skin on the bed sheets as the two of us get nasty. Hell yeah, all fucking roleplay dominant shit. Hopefully I pull this off and we're both choking each other out because we both love that shit. <laughs> cool, TMI, Jack. Anyways, now here's what the fuck happens. Oh no, I'm scared. <laughs> this is what actually happens. So just before I'm finishing hyping myself out about this, turning around to view the room, making sure everything is still, all the candles are still burning, all the lighting is just right, and YouTube's playlist isn't going to abruptly stop. Finally YouTube getting ads. Yeah. Do you have an Amazon? Oh my god, can you imagine? <laughs> yeah. Finally getting ready to be like practicing my walk and actions and all that. She comes slinking out of the shower while my back's turned to the door. I turn around to um, act out my strides and I'm stunned like a fucking deer in the headlights. Oh no. Somehow stage fright seemed to kick in at that very moment and I've forgotten all of my lines and stage action. I try oh to God. fucking mumble some shit and point to the candles, but my girl, the fucking <laughs> angel she is, stops my mumbling by smiling at me, opening her towel and wiggling her hips at me. <laughs> Sweet. The stage fright goes away. I remember I was going to pull her towel away, but fuck, she's already dropped it. Nah, it's cool. Put it back so I can pull it off. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he goes, no, no, no. Don't worry. It's cool. She's got another one on her head. I can still do this. I can still <laughs> do this move. So with a fucking smirk on my face, I stride over the distance to being in front of her, ran my hand up her arm, got a hold of this towel, and with all my mighty manly man sense, pull that thing down to the ground. But you fucking can't because it's her fucking hair. What the fuck? (laughs) She hit the fucking ground. Oh, no. Oh, no. Who the fuck? No one ever told us it's their fucking hair in the towel. How the fuck is their hair in the fucking towel? (laughs) In a massive twine. (laughs) So I'm here on the computer ordering an apology pizza for her while she's drying her hair in the hairdresser and storing out looking salty as fuck after I ruined the (laughs) moment. 
Oh my god. Uh, anyways, so yeah, then he uh, he he went on YouTube and Google how do women do that hair towel thing <laughs> so he could understand that voodoo. Oh my god. Oh my I god. guess I've never thought of it that way. Like, but like, what do you think? Do you think our hair is just like? Like sitting on top of her head? <laughs> yeah, I guess so. What? I guess they just think that the head, the hair is just on top of the head and the towel is just. But what's the point of that? Oh. <laughs> oh my I mean, I think it's kind of cool that we do that too, if you really think about it. I mean, no one ever taught me how to do that. It just. Yeah, it's natural it's to natural. wrap your hair yeah. up to dry it. But I guess if you're a dude, you've never done it before, so you don't understand how it works. And he just pulled. That's so funny. He was like, "Oh yeah, this is gonna be so sexy. sexy. She's gonna be so wet." Nope. Why are you on the floor? (laughs) I don't understand. I just pulled the towel. Why did you follow the towel? Are you attached? I fucking died when I read this. This I was like, "This is so so funny." funny. I also thought it was so funny that he forgot all his words when she came out. He just yeah, yeah, Kendall, yeah. Abort, abort mission. <laughs> Too sexy. <laughs> Don't know what to do. <laughs> and no romance. Yeah. Love me. <laughs> System error. Oh, oh, you're so oh poor guy. Yeah. Oh, poor girl too. That's so oh, funny. Oh man. Yep. Oh Anyways, my god. Thank you for sharing. That was freaking hilarious. Oh, it was hilarious. Thank you for that. I'm glad you know now what's under the towel, so <laughs> you won't do that again. Or what's within the towel. <laughs> All right, my first story comes from a username, Catwoman with a K, 963. So I'm going to call her Katie. Cool. Why not? Katie says, I am a 26-year-old girl, and I was 25 when this went down. It was earlier this year, and I was trying out online dating for the very first time just to see what's out there. Trying online dating for the very Very first time. time. And it's always, like, ends up in this horror shit. (laughs) Um, she says, for whatever reason, Bumble was my first choice. Um, I should also know that I am naive as shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to rephrase this actually as hopeless optimism, but really it's just being naive as shit. <laughs> um, anyway, I started talking with a guy and he seemed really genuine and kind. He only had a couple of pics. Mm-hmm. Had a cute face, but he was always wearing a hat. Mm. And she's like, now I know what it means. That means bald. that a guy's either balding or bald. Yeah. But hey, I already admitted that I was naive, so lay off. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, we talked on the phone. It was audio only. And we actually ended up having a little phone sex. So we Ooh. were getting very comfortable with each other. Mm. And finally, we met. Uh, we organized a time to meet up and i was really excited um uh, three days later however he shows up to pick me up i meet him outside of my apartment i know another dumb move i should not have told him where i lived so we met up and he ended up being shorter than i am and she writes i am a five four so i thought that this was uncommon mm-hmm. he also had a belly and he was also wearing a hat, despite that it was being like it was really not that cold. So right, I don't know why right, he was wearing right. a hat. Mm. He also had a lot of facial hair, which was in none of his photos, including those where he supposedly took of himself the day before our date. Um, but I always find that facial hair is like makeup for guys, though. Like if well, I guess if it's done well, then yeah, it looks good. But, but I don't think she liked it because she was like, yeah. it was a, yeah, lot. a lot. Yeah, right. Right. So dirty. Yeah. Yeah. So mm-hmm. Katie was like, um, okay, I'm not perfect either. So let's move on. We had a connection. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Let's give it a try. So where does he take me on our first date? The fucking mall. She's like, I'm a grown ass woman. And not only did he take me to the mall, he took me to Barnes and Noble, which oh is my, a bookstore. Like a bookstore yeah. uh, she's like, now don't I get me wrong. Like that, though. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I like it too. But uh, she's like, I did admit to love reading, and I also told him a lot of other things about me, but he decided to take me to a fucking bookstore. Fine. Mm-hmm. I'm trying my best to be open-minded, where I'm going throughout the sci-fi section and finding all my favorites and showing them to him, and just really trying to f- find a way to connect. Yeah, It was 
kind of fun for a bit, but after like half an hour, it was getting a little weird. Like, what am I supposed to do here? Yeah. I kept trying to make hints like, let's go see a movie, let's go walk around the mall, etc. But he just kept looking through books and was actually reading chapters like what? on a first date. A date. Okay. Right? Yeah. So eventually, after two hours at the bookstore, what he's like, you- okay, let's walk. Two hours. What are you supposed to do at and they're like not really together because he's reading. He's books reading. On his own. <laughs> yeah. He just went to read. <laughs> so we walk and he's like, oh, I need to get my grandma a candle. So we spend 40 minutes in Yankee candle while he basically runs an errand. And I was very confused because, like, was he trying to impress me by showing me that he liked things that smelled good or like that he was nice to his grandma? I have no fucking idea. And then he was like, oh, I'm hungry. I think we need dinner. Like, what? Shouldn't you have planned out this day to like involve dinner yeah. and not just like, oh yeah, I'm hungry. Let's yeah. guys go eat. Anyway, she's like, I kind of wanted to go home at this point, but I figured maybe he was just nervous and um, maybe things will be better once we're not in public anymore. So I looked up a place to go for dinner. And of course, I ended up ordering some um, Thai peanut noodles that ended up being 45% raw onion. No joke. Oh, it was yeah. really bad breath. Yeah. Um, she was like, Oof. I'm kind of picking around the onions, uh, but he wouldn't let me waste food. So he insists on me packaging whatever's left up, left over to take it home, which was like mostly onions. Yeah. Weird. He then says um, he wants to go see a movie. I agree, but because it's not like a horrible date so far, but I didn't want to hold on to the food the whole time or like leave it in my car because it's kind of hot. And also there was a weird gap of time between now and the movie, nothing to do. So I asked if we can swing by my apartment since it's on the way. And then he says, sure. And uh, asks to use the bathroom when we're at my apartment. So I called my roommate to warn her that I bring this person up to my room and uh she's like okay and he goes to the bathroom insults my cats for some reason and ended up getting into a 45 minute passive aggressive argument with my roommate about something in like about oh cinema God, the first time he met yeah right, cool. yeah she's like my roommate was putting up with a lot honestly but like this is just fucking weird right Anyway, so they went to continue their date, finish the movie. The movie was good. And we even made out during some of the movie. At this point, uh, Katie said, I don't really care what happened earlier. I had the sex goggles. So <laughs> I could also tell that he wanted me to by the way that he kissed me. So I figured I might as well use this for sex. So we go back to his place. Before we went in, though, he warns me, it might be a little messy. And Katie it's like, this is the understatement of the century. It was like a dirty hoarder nest. Oh, no. He says, I'm going to go change the sheets on the bed. So stay out here. So oh. you can imagine how gross it is. Yeah, probably. <sighs> so finally, he comes back. We start making out. And he turns out to be a fantastic lover. Okay, Apparently, that's good. We had sex for nearly two hours without breaks. That's exhausting. Jesus, I'm tired from for them. Two hours of sex. Anyway, he lasted a really long time, obviously, but he had a pelt of body hair that I tried to ignore by closing my eyes for a most pelt of the of body hair. That's so disgusting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she was like, I actually closed my eyes during sex and imagined my ex's face. Oh my gosh. That's bad. I know it's fucked up. Anyway, and she was like, his back was so hairy and so sweaty. But she did say that he had a really good dick and technique. So it was was was, made up for it. Just had to close his eyes mm -hmm, and not touch mm -hmm. the sweat. Yep. So where do you put your hands then? You on yourself, on your shoulders. (laughs) Put it on your shoulders, just like that. Um, So she was like, I was also drenched in sweat because of the amazing sex marathon, whatever. We get it, okay? He had a great sex. (laughs) Um, So after the amazing marathon, he asked if I wanted to shower. And I say, sure. I go into his bathroom and there is body hair everywhere. Okay, so I one time went to this guy's house and I went to his bathroom Mm -hmm. and I thought there was, it was dark. It was like in the middle of the night. Uh And I turn on the light and I just like, walk to the toilet or whatever and then i opened my eyes a little bigger Uh and i realized the black 
carpet mm. was pubes Ew, and hair. shut the fuck up. It was that bad? I thought it was like a, a carpet. rug. Yeah. That is fucking disgusting. I picked up my foot. It was, it was like I was wearing a sock. Like the entire floor? Yeah. Or in an organized cube? No, the <laughs> entire floor had black. That is disgusting. Yeah. How the hell do, does that even happen? Three men sharing one bathroom. That is still disgusting. Yep. Anyways, continue. How do you even have them? Like, I don't even shit that much and I have so much hair on my head. I don't know, man. Um, oh, I just gagged. Oh, God. <laughs> Sorry. The worst was, yeah, when I picked my foot up, I was like, oh. <laughs> I have a sock now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's so gross. Moving on. Moving on. Anyway, um, so there was body hair everywhere. Like, there was a beard trimmer exploding with hair confetti. Oh, my God. Um, I tippy-toed around their, the hair and get in the shower and hoping to rinse the sweat off. Already planning on what to say once I get out of there. Maybe I'll call an Uber and go home in a nice way. And then he decides to come into the shower, too. In the full light of the bathroom, his hairy body was so much worse. He poured... Sorry, there's hair in my throat. Yeah, (laughs) Uh, so much worse. He pours soap onto his hairy tummy. Okay, and then he started to use his soaped hairy tummy as a scrub to clean my body. I mean, at least it's creative and putting all that hair to good use. No, there's no excuse. What do you do? I think I'll just stand there frozen like, what is happening to me right now? What is happening? I can't register this right now. So she has... Like, he had a belly, too. So he was just thrusting his belly on her body with soap? I... Yep. Anyway. Good image. uh, Yeah. So Katie's like, I get done as fast as possible. I put all my clothes on and I'm sitting in his room waiting for my Uber. When I looked up... And I realized that there is a giant five-foot python staring at me from behind some old moldy glass. So she was so horny when they got in that she didn't even realize that he had a pet python that's like bigger, almost bigger than her. Holy shit. And she was having sex for two hours with this hairy bald man (laughs) three feet away from this fucking python. I can't believe she did it, like, in this dirty-ass, like, where he, he was like, let me change my sheets. Yeah. That's fucking gross. Yeah, I'm imagining this place, and it's like... I I, can smell it. I don't want to sit anywhere. I don't want to touch anything. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, it was really gross. Yes. It was all too much. She said, my brain at this point exploded, and I barely (laughs) remember getting out of there. (laughs) However, what she does remember vividly is finding his pubic hair in her vagina for the next two days. Okay. That's enough. That's We're done. (laughs) (laughs) I'm done. (laughs) So, needless to say, many lessons learned, and... um, How much you want to bet she had a UTI after this? Oh, yeah, 100%. (laughs) 100%. Probably, not from him, but from the python. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, well, um, glad that that's over. Oh, have you ever dated like a really hairy guy? Um, yes. Oh yeah. Not really. Well, there was one guy that had really hairy ankles. <laughs> what the fuck? So he wasn't big, yeah. but he had so much hair on his legs, and now his body hair was blonde. That from afar he looked chubby because oh, his leg hairs were just. Fuzzy, fluffy? like yeah, he was fluffy. Yeah, fluffy. It was like this, like this fluffy pillow right here. Very fluffy. My my roommate Amanda, mm-hmm. she had a best friend in high school, right? And she, like her best friend had really long brown hairs on her legs. On her legs. Yeah, and so she would shave them and only leave the ankle hair, so it was like a little hula skirt. Why? On, <laughs> on purpose? But why? Hang on, I have so many questions. <laughs> like, was it a, as a joke or that was just her a, style? It was a joke. Okay, I thought she was like, oh, this is sexy. That was so funny. I now have a hairy anklet. Yeah, that's odd. That's gross. Yeah, I could, I like, hairiness is one thing that I think most of the guys that I've dated have been pretty hairless. 
Harry is just not. Ooh, I had one guy who had like a really hairy ass. Ew. Ew. I, I never got over it because it was like, like inside or no, around, no, around like, the, the entire cheeks. thing. Yeah, it was like holding pillows. Like a gorilla butt? Yes. Oh. Yeah. Like this? Yes. Oh. <laughs> like that fuzzy pillow you're holding. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Okay. It's interesting. Well, Anyways. thanks for sharing the story. And this is my second story. And I'm lying down. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm up. It's uh, by someone named Broadbend Bandit. Broad um, Bin Laden. Broadbend Bandit. <laughs> okay. I'm going to name him Brian, okay? Cool. <laughs> so it was Brian's first week on Tinder, so let's just preface it that way. Mm-hmm. And Brian goes, So a couple weeks ago, I was swiping on the Tinder when I saw a cute goth girl named Lizzie. Cool. Anyways, I was fairly tired at that moment and only glanced over the bio, and that was the fuck up. Lizzie and I match and get to talking. She's really nice, into the same nerdy shit I am, a fantastic shit poster, good conversationalist, and very, very cute. I'm thinking she's already my next girlfriend, assuming things go well when we meet. A couple days later, we go on the date. Now, I've been catfished before, so I'm really expecting that she won't be as cute as she was online, but nope, she shows up looking fantastic, just like in the simulations. I don't know what that means, but Hmm. sure, we'll just go with it. So we get sushi and are having a good time. So we decide to go back to my place. Mm. After a drink, some anime and good conversation, we start making out. Mm-mm. Things are getting heavy. So we go into my room. She takes off my pants and starts giving me a blowjob. Nice. Awesome. She took off her bra, not flat chested either. Double awesome. Mm. Big titty goth girlfriend. Yay. Oh, God. Yeah. Sorry. Anyways. Oh, fuck. Anyways, he says, I'm not the type to keep a girl waiting on her knees. Oof. So I ask her to get on the bed and we make out some more and I go to take off her skirt. The next few moments were something like this. I say, oh, what you got there? (laughs) Oh, no. And Lizzie goes, oh, my God, I thought you knew. Insert window shutdown noise as my boner collapses. Oh, my God. And I go, nope, I had no clue. So she had a dick. Turns out she did say she was trans in her bio. Mm -hmm. She was pre-op, been on hormones for a while, and is going to make the switch. While I'm not transphobic or homophobic, I do have boundaries. I didn't freak out or anything. I assured her it's fine. You know, shit happens. We ended up getting dressed, knocked back a few more shots, and exchanged life stories until she sobered up and went home. We ended up being friends after all this was uh, said and done. But anyways, the lesson here is always read bios. And then Lizzie actually posted, so commented on the story, which was pretty cool. Oh, nice. So she goes, so Lizzie here, this whole event was pretty wild. I'll start off by saying that Brian was a great guy and handled it all very well. We switched from Tinder chat to a different chat service shortly after talking because Tinder chat kind of sucks. So it's understandable that the bio was kind of just glanced over. Right. We had a great time together. The date was awesome and I don't regret anything that happened. It might have been highly awkward and embarrassing, and it's definitely making the dysphoria a bit more intense, but it's a heck of a story, and I think I made a pretty great friend out of it. Hmm. To the trans girls out there, be careful. Even if you put it in your bio, some people are just going to look at the pictures. Always communicate beforehand to avoid a situation like this, because many aren't as lucky to go through it with such an understanding person. Aww. Yeah. That's nice. It was nice, yeah, but yeah. It was just awkward. Awkward. Yeah. <laughs> Especially if you like don't. Yeah. So that's the thing. Like, I think a lot of people, they just kind of glance over the whole. Yeah. Just picks. Bio. Yeah. It's just swiping. Cause yeah. that's like how a lot of people do it these days. It's just like, right, 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 right. And then they just try to see who they match with. That's so. true. Well, it doesn't matter if he's like against it or not, or he's accepting. If he didn't know what he was getting into, he would have been shocked, which is what happened. But <laughs> he handled it very well. He did. He yeah. really did. Good job, yeah. dude. Yeah, and then they ended up being friends, so it was a good. Who knows? Maybe if if she wants to uh, finish her transition, and when she once she does, maybe they can. Yeah, it's like, true. Blossom into they something got else. Along really well too. Yeah, they're really good friends, and he was obviously attracted to her. So never know. Never know. Keep that window open. That window back up, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, thank you for sharing that. Thank you. All right, this is my second story, and it's shared by a username, Momomimo. 
83088. Momo Mimo. I almost just want to call her Momo Mimo. Yeah, do it. Okay. So Momo Mimo says. <laughs> How are you doing that so fast? No, Momo Mimo. Momo Mimo Momo. Anyway, it's getting weird. Um, Momo Mimo says, I started seeing this guy seven months into a friendship. So. So they were friends first. That's really nice. Yep. Um, and two months into the relationship, he proclaims that he is a sex addict who uh, was only sleeping with me because he couldn't say no to my advances. <laughs> yeah, this is a really weird one, guys. Oh my god. And to think like having a seven month friendship would have yeah. helped. No. No. Okay. No. Anyway, so at this time, Momomimo says, it was discovered that his friend or quote-unquote therapist, Rhonda, whom he takes out his addiction on, which means he fucks her. Yep. They engage in sex, threesomes, etc., while she coaches him on his drug addictions, which I also didn't know that he had, says Momomimo. <laughs> so he actually said that his therapist Rhonda actually offered to talk me through this so we can remain friends and uh, this guy let's name him Greg sure Greg also encouraged me to talk to her which was really crazy because can you imagine okay, so Greg is trying to get Momo Mimo to accept that he's seeing this therapist in yep. that way okay cool. and that he's asking her to talk to his therapist because he can no longer be um, seduced by Momo Mimo. Therefore, they can only be friends and he's he wants her to be okay with it. Okay. Essentially. Um, so it was crazy. So Momo Mimo declined to speak to Rhonda and uh, Rhonda, for some reason, became very angry because they didn't want me to tell our mutual friends what they were doing with each other. Yeah, it's really weird. Well, yeah, probably because it's illegal. You can't have sex with your patient. Right? Yeah. So I actually messaged uh, Momo Mimo, and uh-huh. uh, there's a lot of comments asking, is she licensed? Like, because this oh, can get her license revoked. Sure. 100%. Yeah, yeah. And she confirmed that she's not actually licensed, and she just, like, I guess, posed as a therapy um, character in this guy's life, and just, I don't interesting i don't fucking know but momo mimo did say that i only know off this therapist girl ronda we've seen each other at parties and events before but we don't ever talk and uh i've only tried to engage in polite conversations Mm -hmm. but she ignored me so i avoid her at all costs because this shit is crazy for obvious reasons right anyway so they seem to have some weird codependent sex thing going on obviously. Um, but that's between them and Momo Mimo doesn't want to really get involved. Right. And then later a mutual friend, let's call her Daisy, um, stated that this therapist girl had told our mutual friend not to sleep with him or told Daisy not to sleep with Greg because he has herpes. Yep. But Momomimo was like, this therapist is also sleeping with him. Oh, so she might like want him to not sleep with her, right? And uh, he, she's also tried to get him to have a threesome with the therapist, the runner girl, and Greg, and also the mutual friend Daisy. What is happening? Yeah, but like it's very, very confusing. So, um, Momomimo asked uh, Greg if she should get a STI STD test, mm-hmm. to which he said yes. And then I asked about his therapist friend Rhonda about the sex stuff and everything else. And he told her that Rhonda feeds his addiction, but they've never had actual penetration. What? And so it turns out it was just me, Momo Mimo says, that Greg decided to give his STDs to. Yeah. And when she asked um, when she asked Greg for his STD result, he declined to give it. <gasps> and but he did send Momo Mimo two hundred fifty dollars for testing in oh case her God. insurance did not cover all of it. Ew. Yep, this is some weird ass shit. Momo Mimo says that it's like writers of Gossip Girls and the producers <laughs> of Lost got a hold of my life, and uh, it's this shit seriously fucked with me. So. I guess the lesson here is that when you know that your partner is involved with other people, be sure to get an STD test and uh, maybe just ask for his result before you engage in intercourse because the shit is not fun. Yeah. And also use condoms. And also, I guess, even knowing a person for seven months beforehand doesn't Mm -mm. 
show you who they really are. Nope, it does not. That's very interesting. Very. Ugh, that sucks. I know. And it's so fucked that like this Rhonda person has so much control over Greg and doesn't want him to have sex with anyone else. But also she doesn't fuck him because she knows that he has an STD, I guess. This is like so wrong on Rhonda's part. Like she yeah. should definitely have her license revoked. If she even has a license. Oh, right. That's true too. Yeah. Because like as a, well, if you do study that stuff, like you kind of know how to get into people's heads. Oh, yeah. So she's definitely taking advantage of Greg, right? Mm-hmm. That's so messed up. Yeah. And it's very fucked up. Anyways, sorry that you had to go through that. that sorry. Like shit. Mo 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 Say it really slowly. Puffalopagus. No, say it really fast. Puffalopagus. Momo Mimo. <laughs> Are we rappers? No, definitely <laughs> not. Okay, just checking. So, Puffalopagus, uh, let's name him Jake. Just spat out water. <laughs> okay, Jake. Jake? Yes. Okay. Okay, so Jake says maybe four months ago, I matched with a girl named Lauer. Hmm? Yeah. So not flower, lower. Okay. Okay. So she was kind of cute. I figured, what the hell, whatever. We chatted a bit. She seemed okay. Not great. Not terrible. Just pretty okay. We Skyped for about 30 minutes. Same thing. She seemed okay, but a little shy. She had this sort of boho thing going on, which I liked. Plus, we both liked indie music, and that was a common ground, at least. Mm. I asked her if she wanted to go out for Japanese. She said, okay. She's never had it. So that weekend, I picked her up, and that's where things got weird. First, she hadn't dressed up at all. Apparently, she got dolled up for her Tinder pics and for Skype, but not for dates. Now, I'm definitely not the one for suits and slick hair, but I can put on khakis and a collared shirt and a bun in my hair and at least look casually presentable. Mm. This chick is wearing some kind of eggplant purple booty shorts (laughs) and a loose tank top with flip-flops. And trust me, she didn't have the booty for booty shorts or a tank top. Yeah. Oof. So I'm like, ah, whatever. Maybe her personality will shine through the shyness and she'll be a hidden gem. Heh. <laughs> right off the bat, she starts talking about her time in the Peace Corps. I figured, okay, that's interesting enough. There's a lot of travel stories there. And we get to the spot and right away the hostess is looking at her kind of funny. It's not really a big fancy place, but it's a Friday night and kind of a date spot. So you can tell that the hostess isn't really approving of this, mm-hmm. but she was gracious about us and seated us. We were sitting with about eight other people at a common table eating appetizers, and she's still talking about the Peace Corps. But now she's talking about treating people with stuff like leprosy and diphtheria and skin diseases and procedures women use to self-abort in Ghana. And I could tell that the other folks are getting kind of uncomfortable. Very sexy topics. Yeah, (laughs) especially for dinner time. And so I'm like, okay, subject change. I asked her what her name meant, and she goes, my mom's name was Laura, so she named me Lauer. Rhymes with flower. Okay. So I'm like, uh, okay. It looks like lower. And she goes, <laughs> well, it's not. It's Lauer. Oh, uh, <laughs> touched a nerve there, yeah. man. <laughs> so he goes, okay, subject change. What's your favorite animal? Big mistake. Oh, no. She says she loves sea turtles, and she goes off on this 20-minute rant about plastic in the ocean and how people at the table were responsible for killing sea turtles with plastic straws Yikes. and how she's seen piles of dead fish washed up on beaches after oil spills and how Asians are killing off sharks for shark fin soup okay. and they should be put to death by torture. What? By the way, this is a Japanese place, but uh, still, come on. <laughs> yeah. Fuck. Yeah. Then she's bitching about everything on the menu, saying this is horrible for you, that's terrible for you, how could any sane person actually eat mahi-mahi, it's murder, asking whether they tested the tuna for mercury levels, saying she can't drink the water because she's heard our city's chlorine levels are the highest in the U.S., and finally she just settles on having just another appetizer because apparently white rice will kill you. What the fuck? Mm-hmm. And by now, it's like the old movie, Bye Bye Love. <laughs> this is your first time in a restaurant, is it? I ask. Two couples at the table actually got up and asked to be moved to a different table. She even talked through the chef's fancy, spinny, twirly show, the whole thing, like she didn't even notice it. 
We skipped dessert. I think we were only about an hour total into the date because I was getting some disgruntled looks from the manager. And I really liked that place and I didn't want to get banned for life. (laughs) Yeah. Then she was like, do you want to go back to my place? So I'm like, "Uh, no, it's kind of late. It's almost 1030. But she says, oh, come on. It'll be fun. So, okay, we go to her place and the place is filled with animals. She's got five lizards, three dogs, four cats, a ferret, three fish tanks, a cage with hedgehogs, and a snake in a terrarium. Holy crap. There's animal fur all over the furniture. The place reeked like a zoo. And I'm sitting there watching the cat jamming its paw through the cage at the hedgehogs like every five minutes. Oh my god. I was honestly waiting for an orangutan to come lumbering out of the bathroom and for her to explain it to her roommate. (laughs) Fortunately, things didn't get that far. I did use the restroom, though, and it looked like it hadn't been cleaned in months. Three cat litter boxes in there, cat litter all over the floor, sink all full of hair. You get the idea. Oh, God, that's so gross. So I knew she had a dog and a cat, but nobody told me about this shit. (laughs) So I tried to tell her about some places I've been to, Guatemala, Costa Rica, Peru, Chile, Fiji. Mm -hmm. And she's like, if you've never been in the Peace Corps, you've never seen what places are really like. Fuck off. Yeah. Thing is, I've been to many of these nations for human services or wildlife volunteering, but I didn't say anything. At this point, I'm just trying to survive the night. (laughs) There's a ferret all running up and down the back of the sofa. Chihuahua yapping and chasing it. The pit bull chasing the chihuahua. One of the cats is like 20 years old and looks like it hadn't been able to clean itself in 10 years. Burl matted and gross. I secretly called it church from Pet Cemetery. (laughs) That was kind of mean. After about 30 minutes, I'm so ready to leave and she says something like, oh, come on, you want to stay the night? No. And she starts doing this hideous eyelash batting thing like she's trying to be sexy. Oh, God. And I was like, uh, I got to go to Bible study tomorrow? <laughs> Question mark. <laughs> and she goes, and he'll never forget this. Mm-hmm. Biatch, you know you want some of this? Oh, God. What like in hell? this hood rat type of voice. And she starts squeezing her boobies together and sticking her tongue out. Ew. I guess trying to do the Miley Cyrus thing or something. And I'm like, dear God, just let me escape alive. <laughs> I stood up and stretched like I was tired, like faking a yawn. And I'm like, you're really sweet, but I got to get up early tomorrow. I'll text you. And she goes, yeah, sure. You fucking will. You're lying. Guys are all liars. So I'm like, yeah, bye. I love nature too. I recycle. I work for animal rights. I reduce plastic waste and compost and use low flow appliances, but there's care and there's fanaticism and sanity lies somewhere in between. Anyways, a fuck Tinder. (laughs) Oh my fucking God. Yeah. This girl lives in the zoo. Yep. Actually. I mean, like I'm an animal lover, so I kind of understand like we're, we're all crazy, but there's like a fine line between obsessed and crazy there's a a line between like an animal lover and being wanting to be titled as an animal lover because she's clearly not taking good care of any of the the animals actually yeah you're right caring for right this poor cat that looks like a like yeah yeah (laughs) Ugh, so gross yeah and she just turned like 180 at the end there when he wanted to leave and just what happened i you know when people get rejected things Go right, off, get then, butt hurt. And yes, then, mm. and we see this a lot, usually like with our other stories, right. and like people just get so angry, right? Or and there's they, always angry texts the following day yeah. if you don't want to see them go, again. Oh, I'm so sorry about that. It's just like in the spur of the moment. It's such an emotional thing to get rejected, right? Especially if she wore that low low cut tank top oh, trying to show off those titties, man. Oh god, I'm ugh, so grossed out, man. Well. Thanks for sharing the story. I'm glad you survived. I'm glad you survived. Yeah. Another survival story. Yep. Wow. <laughs> All right, now it's time for the final story of this week. Finally, I'm so excited to tell this story because it's like, like magic. It's a magical story. I'm excited. Jesus. Okay. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> All right, and uh, yeah, let's begin. So, story begins when Anna Kozlov caught sight of the elderly man clambering out of a car in her home village of Bravoyanka in Siberia. She stopped dead in her tracks, convinced that her eyes were playing tricks on her. There in front of her was Boris, a man that she had fallen in love with and married 60 years ago. The last time she had seen him, however, was three days after their wedding, when she kissed him goodbye and sent him off to rejoin his Red Army unit. By the time he had returned, Anna was gone. 
because her and her family, her entire family was exiled <gasps> and there was no forwarding address or anything. So when Boris returned, he tried his very best to find his young bride, but it was no good. She was gone and he could not find her. They were separated for 60 years? Yep. Yep. So now, more than half a century later, they were reunited by an extraordinary coincidence, leading them both to return to their home village on the very same day. How did they even recognize each other? Dude, they were in love with each other. And you just... I feel like you can see. Like, if you and Kevin were... <laughs> separated <laughs> for 60 years and you saw him, you would recognize him. A hundred percent you would. Interesting. Yeah. Anyway... Um, so this is Anna saying, I thought my eyes were playing games with me. I saw this familiar looking man approaching me, his eyes gazing at me. My heart jumped and I knew that it was him and I was crying with joy. Now 80 years old, Boris had returned to visit his parents' grave. As he stepped out of the car, he looked up to see Anna standing by her old house where they had lived for a few days after the wedding. And this is Boris saying now. I just ran up to her and said, My darling, I've been waiting for you for so long. My <gasps> wife, my life. <gasps> and so they stayed up all night talking about everything that had happened to them and the cruel, 60 the 60 years and wow. the cruel circumstances that tore them apart. They met when he was a secretary of the young communist and had to make a speech in the village. After his speech, she was standing there in a circle of friends, but he only had eyes for her. Her father had been purged by Stalin before the war for refusing to work for uh, a collective farm. But Boris did not care. She was too beautiful for words. And he said, I loved her and would always defend her. <laughs> so, so, of course, the romance blossomed. And when he came home from the front, he was always there waiting. In 1946, they got married. It was a hasty wedding. There was no time for anything else, and they could not afford anything else. Um, but three days later, he had to return to his unit. And he said, we kissed goodbye, but I never expected that we would not see each other for more than half a century. Uh, a little while later, though, the state caught up with her. Like her father, she was branded an enemy of the people and forced with the rest of her family into internal exile in Siberia. Um, and Anna said, I threatened to commit suicide rather than going because I couldn't live without him. But in the end, I was forced to go and I was, it was the most miserable time of my life. So sad. Yeah. On his return, Boris was distraught. He said, she was always waiting for me when I came home, but this time there was no sign of her. Nobody knew where they were or what happened to Anna. And that's how we lost track of each other. That's crazy. So in their new village... Anna's mother resolved that the girl should remarry. And she told her that Boris had remarried, which was a lie. And she said that he had forgotten about me. And that's why there was no letter that came to find me. And Anna said, I didn't believe it. And I longed for him so much. But one day I got back home from work um, at a timber plant. My mom had burnt all of his earlier letters, poems, and pictures, including our wedding photographs. What? I know. What a bitch. <laughs> I'm sorry, she's dead now. Rest in peace. But <laughs> you shouldn't have done that, man. Mm -hmm. um, she told me this other man was coming to meet me and that I should go out with him. And if I was lucky, he'd marry me. And I said, I burst into tears and rushed to, into the yard. The world turned black for me. I wanted to die. And I got a clothesline and went into the hayloft and intended to hang myself. Wow. Shit got dark and mm -hmm. shit got serious. But my mother came in and slapped me in the face and told me not to be so stupid. She persuaded me to go out with this man, Nefed was his name. Mm -hmm. And gradually, he and my mother persuaded me that he, uh, this was my future and uh, I'm going to marry him. Boris, too, finally gave in and remarried much later. He became a writer, penning a book dedicated to a woman he'd married as a young soldier, but only Aww. ever spent three nights with. So Aww. he was obviously still much in love with Yeah, very much in love with her. In time, their respective spouses died. With the demise of the Soviet Union, Anna was once more able to travel home. Then came the chance for reunion. And this is Boris now saying, I felt the same when we met last year. I couldn't take my eyes off her. Yes, I had loved other women when we were separated, but she was the true love of my life. Wow. 
Boris actually suggested that they would remarry again, and Anna resisted. She said, "What's the point? We can just live together for the rest of our lives." But he insisted, and Anna said, "I never thought I'd be a bride at my age, but it was my happiest wedding." So sweet. Yeah, and they also said, "Since we found each other again, I swear we haven't had a single argument. We've been parted for so long, and who knows how much time there is left for us? So we just don't want to lose time on arguing." Wow. Is this not the sweetest, most magical love story that you've ever heard in your life?、Mm-hmm. This is fucking insane. What are the chances that being separated for six years, sixty years, and they just happen to be at the same place at the same time, same day? That's fucking crazy. That's so incredible. I just think it's, yeah. This is so At crazy. At the same time, yeah. And oh, I, like when I hear stories about how people were like exiled from the country for certain things. It's yeah,、crazy. it's so sad. And they've only been together for three. Well, they've been together for a while, but they've only been married for three days. When they were separated, and then when they said bye that day, they didn't expect to not、yeah. see each other for sixty years. Like exactly, that really makes you think and appreciate things. <sighs> yeah. So、wow. this story was shared by the Telegraph、um, in the UK, and there are actually pictures of them from、oh, when they were young. Yeah, we have to from when、oh, they were young,、boy. and there's a picture of them when they went. They were reunited, and they're so in love, and it's the cutest thing. Like he's hugging her, but he looks. Just in pure bliss. Like, look at his face. I know. We have to share this. Ah, <laughs> so sweet, so sweet. Wow, I love that. I know. Well, thank you for sharing your story, Anna and Boris, and I wish you a lifelong of happiness, however long that may be. Enjoy every single day,、yeah. and we all learn to cherish our love. You know, you never know what's gonna happen tomorrow. You never know when you're gonna be exiled from the country. Oh, jeez.、So. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Okay. Well, thank you. <laughs> and that's the end of episode thirty-one. We hope you enjoyed the stories this week. And if you did, please rate, subscribe, and review us on Apple Podcasts to let us know what you think. Yes, and we are also waiting for your story to hear your love story. Where <laughs> horror story? <laughs> Sorry, I was rubbing my eyes, and now I see these rings right now. <laughs> Share your stories with us, your story or your friend's story, and whether it be horror stories or love stories, send them us, to us at the Notebook Podcast at gmail dot com. And if you want to be anonymous, let us know, and we will make up names for you. Yep, and、um, of course, we're on all of your favorite podcast platforms. You can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, which we're going to be updating regularly. And you can find all of this information on our website at the Notebook Podcast dot com. You.、Yeah, yeah. And also, please tell your friends and family and neighbors and colleagues about our podcast. Be our friend. Be our friend. Be, be our friend. Be our. Friend. Be our isn't that? Oh, it's be our guest. Ah,、oh, close enough. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, <laughs> that's the end of our episode. Thirty-one.、So、yeah, we hope you tune in for our thirty-second episode、yes. next Sunday. Next Sunday.、Yeah. Yes. Okay. <laughs> okay. Bye. Bye.